Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Remenda. Welcome to Los Angeles, the site of some of the greatest heights and the deepest lows in the history of the San Jose Sharks. We are having a Sharks LA Kings fest here today, but there's a big fest in Los Angeles anyway. We got Metallica here last night. The the, the LA Lakers played the the Nuggets, was it? And that, now today the Clippers are playing, and then they're they're turning the building over. Fresno Fresno State because they're playing USC just across the freeway, and it's 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 nuts. I mean, this is it is it's an LA fest, very very busy. You're gonna love this. Last night, I you know I, I put together the 1991 Club podcast for our 91 Club members, and uh, and shipped it off. And it was a little bit late, so I figured I'd go out and you know grab something here in the LA Live area. And you couldn't get anywhere. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't call up the um, you know room service. It just rang and rang and rang because of all of what's going on here. So I ended up at what I like to call the Umbrella Club, the which is the Umbrella Club. The, where's the Umbrella Club? The um, here's what happened. Dennis Hull, my first broadcast partner, told me this story. He was a rookie in the NHL. Pierre Palat's the captain of the Blackhawks, and. He says, come on, kid, we're in New York for the very first time for a rookie. You got you to go out, get dressed in your best suit. I'm taking you to the Umbrella Club for lunch. So they meet downstairs in the lobby, and they walk across the street, and there's a, a hot dog stand with an umbrella. <laughs> and, he, and he bought him a hot dog and said, that's it, kid. You're at the Umbrella Club. You made it. <laughs> That's fantastic. So now anytime I've never heard that story. It's no, fantastic. And anytime that I ever, ever go to a hot dog stand, I just say, I'm going to the Umbrella Club. I love that. That's fantastic. How was it? Oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Went down really easy. Especially it was okay. Oh, oh God, I was starving. And, and you know what? There was no line. No, of course not. That's fantastic. Because in... Uh, in L.A., they've got the trucks and they've got the carts because there was a game last night. So that's fantastic, Danny. I've never heard that story. <laughs> Pretty good idea to do. If anybody's wondering, that's one of the things. You know, I'm, I might start a food blog around the NHL. <laughs> yeah, call it the Umbrella Club. That's actually a good idea. It's a really good idea. You should. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great name instead of like NHL food exactly, or NHL yeah. eats or yeah, anything like that. Because the NHL will come after you for using the NHL. So right, for using the trademark, even though I'm with an NHL club. But eh, that goes without saying. That's good. Uh, speaking of the NHL club, the Sharks are in the midst now of what David Quinn has called a five-game mini-season. And the mini-season is designed uh, to kind of segment things a little bit. You guys as coaches have always yeah, done that. that yeah. It's a good way to break things down so that it doesn't seem so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Right now the Sharks are 10, 16, and 5. They could easily be 16, 10, and 5 with, if a few things went the right way and a few turnovers didn't happen or a few saves were made. But um, looking at, at where they are right now, they're playing better hockey. This is a very big game against the Kings. And uh, what's funny is that the Sharks are playing the kind of hockey that should be the hockey that a playoff game team plays. Yeah, they are. And this, you know, yes, we work for the San Jose Sharks, but you and I have always been very objective and very honest to our fans about how 
the team's playing. The team is playing very well right now. And when they do certain things that you would look at from a coaching point of view as like non-negotiables or this is what we need to do in order to win. You have your standards, right? These, if we have these pillars in place, we're going to be, we're going to have a very good night. And number one for them, uh, defensively, they've got to be very good away from the puck. And they've really implemented that in their game. Number two, they've got to operate offensively below the hash marks, below the tops of the circles. And they're getting much better at that. They're going more north-south. They're pushing pucks deep. They're not turning pucks over high. Number three, your special teams have to be contributing. Now, terrific penalty kill. You always want your power play to be better. But your power play is can be dangerous. And it, it can, if it doesn't at least score, as Todd McClellan used to say with the San Jose Sharks, at least get us some, some momentum. You know, and I guess another pillar, I got five pillars in my building, um, is that your top guys have to contribute. So you're seeing that. But you're also seeing with the, this, this team, a like last year we saw a team that played as hard as they could but they played about 20 individual games you know what i mean there's 20 individuals doing what they had to do in order to try to survive in the national hockey league you got a team now you're seeing some guys really start to find their their niche like stephen lawrence i like the way he's starting to play now continue that uh, matt benning can keep continuing what you're doing. I mean, offensively, that's, that's just a bonus, but Matt's playing really well defensively. You're seeing guys start to find their groove. It took a little while. We talked about that. We said in October they're going to be a different team in November than they were in October. They're going to be a different team in December than they were in November, and you're starting to see that, and we mean different in a good way. Right, and they are a different team, but we're starting to see a couple things. Guys fit into the role that they were designed for, um, be more comfortable with the system that David Quinn has. I mean, a good example, Nick Benino right now is on a four-game goal-scoring streak. Why? Um, it was very interesting what David Quinn said yesterday. He started to say this. He said, well, he's playing with Logan Couture now, and, they, and there was this pause, and he goes, and he's, and he's skating better, and he goes, I need to reverse that. He's skating better, and he's playing with Logan Couture. And so that, that was a, a discussion that he had with, with Nick, and he's known him since he was in high school. Yeah. So because he recruited him for BU, everything. And so this is something that, that, that's really interesting to see. And so uh, the other day, uh, all of a sudden, three guys come in and go to talk to Nick Benino, and he goes, oh, you want to talk to me now? Because I got a goal in <laughs> four straight games. So, you know, Curtis Pichelka and Sheng Peng and, and Co uh, Corey Massasak all around him and, and having a chat and having a good laugh about it. But we're starting to see some of that. Noah Gregor gets back in, and he doesn't squander the opportunity. He actually played pretty well. He forced the issue a couple times in the offensive zone with the speed. And, uh, you know, I want to see a little more of that from Svechnikov. Yeah, me too. Coming yeah. back in and doing something because yeah. there's no Luke Cunning now. Yeah. And so with um, Alexander Barabanov coming back into the game tonight, Gregor is going to play in that Cunning slot on that third line. I think he can make a big difference, and we know what Barabanov can do. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing, you know, with Noah, it took him a while last year to kind of figure things out. Near the end of the year, he was, he was pretty good. This year, he didn't, he didn't seize the opportunity like you talked about. He didn't figure it out. And last game, I liked his game. Didn't score, but I really liked his mm -hmm. game. Provided pressure. You're not going to score every game. Um, and he can be valuable because he skates like the wind. I mean, the guy can get up and down the ice, so he can be a valuable player. But you've got to play fast, too. Exactly. you got to think and play fast. You know, play fast or skate fast is fine, but then you've got to play fast by moving the puck, getting open. You've got to make sure that you play fast by, by chip, self-chipping it. Don't turn the puck over. Speaking of turnovers...
you know, last year and even started this year, I was on Alex Alexander Barabona because you know nothing drives me crazier than turnovers. And uh, you're going to turn the puck over, but giveaways. Let me let me be let me be more um, precise. Boy, have the coaches done a job with him because he doesn't turn the puck over as much, nearly as much as he did before. And when he does, he doesn't do it in a vulnerable place for the most part. You're going to do it once in a while. It's an interesting thought because. He's a typical guy that likes to slow the game down a little bit. You know, Igor Larionov, Joe Thornton type. He's not in the same level, but still a really good player that way. And he's trying to play fast because the game is pushing that. There's a way to do both, and he's figuring it out, I think. Yeah, I think he is. You know, he's got that little slip move when he gets pressure. He's got a nice little slip move. Strong in his skates. Yeah, really strong. You know, he's he's thick little guy. I mean, he's not big, but he's thick. Um, when you When you watch the way that Alexander is playing, I kind of look at it, his growth this year, even from last year to this year, that I think is, is a big check mark for the coaches. I, I really like this coaching staff. I think they've done an outstanding job, and they're getting these guys to, to be more consistent as a team. And you and I know, and we talked about it before on the morning skate, consistency is the key to winning. That's what they need tonight against the Kings. L.A. is coming off of a road trip. They beat the Boston Bruins in a shootout. Now, Boston's only had two losses at home all year, and neither of them are in regulation. They lose the shootout in this one. That's a big accomplishment to do that in Beantown. They finished up a road trip at 3-2-1. and one. Uh, Pretty good road trip. They have only got one win in their last five home games here. So it's been feast or famine for Todd McClellan's team. What do you think about tonight? Well, Todd McClellan was talking the other night about the – his team trying to embrace the checking game. So I think it's going to be a tight checking game. I don't think it'll be a lot of goals. I think you're right. I think that it's not going to be one of those 9-8 games that they had here recently. They've been playing tight checking game the last couple of games. We'll see what happens tonight. We've got a really big, big broadcast coming your way. We'll be on the air at 7 o'clock on the Sharks Audio Network. That's Pacific time with all of the exciting action. Until then, that's it for our morning skate for today. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.